Hi, I'm Monica Woodhams, and this is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm an influencer consultant and success coach, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, and industry experts who are making an impact and influencing the world so that we can start to live a life that we are so totally obsessed with. Hey y'all, I am here today with my dear friend Martina Fink. She is a holistic health and beauty coach. She is such an inspiration of how she lives her life, where she really does glow from the inside out. She hosts retreats all around the world and she really helps her clients step into their beauty both inside and out. So welcome Martina. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I know, me too. Um, so explain to us what a health and beauty coach really means to you. So a health and beauty coach um, works with women on inside and outside beauty and on holistic health in all areas of life. So it's not just about eating the right foods and like getting proteins and stuff like that, but really creating a lifestyle that feels good and that makes you wake up in the morning and feel excited about the day. I love that. I love that. And was this something that you knew you could do or did you kind of just stumble upon it and create it yourself? I definitely created all of this myself before I started this career as a health and beauty coach. I was a store manager at Apple and I was very hardworking and very successful too, but I didn't wake up with the feeling of being super excited about my life. And I wasn't, I was definitely not always relaxed (laughs) and balanced. Um, even though I left my job. So then at some point I um, decided to become a makeup artist. And just because I kind of, I was missing that creativity in my life and I basically did it for myself and then realized, oh, makeup is actually so easy. And it looks like so many women don't know how to use makeup for everyday life. And I decided, um, and I started to coach women on how to use makeup and on skincare as well. And then from there, I realized how many women have such huge confidence issues. Like they tell themselves, oh, I'm not beautiful enough. I don't like my eyes. My skin is horrible. My my lips or whatever. Like they, they keep telling themselves so many negative things, that negative self-talk. And I wanted to learn more, especially also because a lot of women suffer from skin issues and have tried everything, including the hardcore medication, and noticed that nothing helped. So I was um, at the place where I wanted to be able to help women more from the inside too. So that's why I decided to become a health coach and learn more about the nutritional part of beauty and the school that I signed up for just turned out to be something very holistic and not just focusing on the food part, but so much more on the lifestyle part, which is so exciting because the way we live our life every single day is so important for our overall health. Totally. And I think it's really interesting how you mention a lot of women, like they've tried it all. And that leads them to like, you know, like feeling defeated, like what more can I even do? Why do you think it is that a lot of times even the strongest medicine isn't going to fix a skin issue when a holistic method, whether it's changing your diet or anything like that, all of a sudden that makes the difference because, and you know, we're kind of taught like medicine's like the, the strongest solution in a way. But how is it that like these super expensive medicines aren't even doing the job when all you needed to do is change, maybe take one thing out of your diet? Yeah, so there's a few different things that come to mind. Um, First of all, we are nature. So our bodies are nature and our bodies know how to heal themselves. So we just we don't just randomly get to where we are. So we don't just randomly have these skin issues. Usually, um, they are the result of a lifestyle that we're living. So 
that being said, you, your body knows exactly what it needs to heal itself or to heal the skin from the inside out. So you don't need the medication, basically. Now, um, the other thing about medication is when people feel like they've tried everything, they are in the kind of victim mode. So they believe they're a victim. They believe they're suffering from this illness or from acne or from um, whatever skin issue they have. And they are giving away the power. So they're like, oh, meditation, medication doesn't help. Oh, um, I tried these expensive creams. They don't help either. And I'm like the victim and nothing helps. But what I do when I work with people on skin issues is show them or bring them their confidence back that they know that they are in power of their skin and their health in general. So it's them who take the daily decisions. It's them who don't, you know, who don't sleep enough every night. It's them who don't drink enough water. So many women come to me like, oh, my skin is so dry and I've tried everything. And I'm like, how much water do you drink? And they're like, oh, maybe one or two glasses. You know, it's like so easy. It's not complicated. And even though medicine is so good in so many aspects, um, it's also just going, uh, turning completely away from our natural powers that we have inside of us because we are nature and we, we basically know like we need the sleep, we need the healthy food. We know that, but we don't do it because we're blocked through like the lifestyle that we're living. Right. I think it's interesting if we go back to the water that you mentioned, because I'm, I love talking about health and wellness in terms of like, what's an easy thing you could do today? And I want to talk about the resistance around water because for a long time, I didn't drink a lot of water and had some health issues because of that but now like I drink it all day and I and if I'm like out and about without a water bottle I'm like I need my water but what is that resistance around water that you see with other women um because in theory it should be the easiest thing in the world is it because they're just taste quote-unquote tastier products out there or we're so busy that we get so caught up in our busyness that we forget to do one of the most simple things. Yeah, I think it may be both. A lot of people are very busy and, you know, sit on their computers all day and don't have a glass of water there and barely get up just for lunch, probably. So they don't even think about it. Um, and then when you don't move a lot, when you don't move your body a lot throughout the day, you kind of don't really have the need to drink more when you're not used to. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is people are often under like extreme stress. So yeah. um, even chronic stress, I would say. So they feel like they need the coffee or they need the Coke or the sugar um, to up their energy. And that's going to work, um, you know, make situation even worse. Right. But um, I think it's, it's both actually. What is your um, kind of favorite tip that you have for reintegrating water into like, not just like your day, but maybe like hour by hour? Yeah, I know there's a lot of apps where you can track how many glasses you drink, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I don't think that works yeah. really because um, it's about, you know, setting rules and then following the rules and then you break the yeah. rules and then you you continue, you don't continue anyway. So um, I just always have, when I'm at home, I have this beautiful um, glass jar with a straw on my desk. I just always fill it and I drink, it's so easy to drink because you don't only need to sip on the straw. You don't even need to open a bottle. Right. And, um, <clears throat> and then I sometimes also add some freshly squeezed lemon or just some lemon slices or some ginger slices. So that's Ooh, actually ginger. very healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when I'm out and about, I always bring my glass bottle bottle. So I have this beautiful crystal water bottle with crystals in it and the crystals actually neutralize the water molecules which um basically gives the energy or takes out the negative energy out of the water oh my gosh I love and, that. yeah and you can pick the crystals that you like so they have different combinations of crystals for like health um, yeah for health and for 
um, stress relief. And I have one that is called sunny mornings and another one is called inner peace. So you kind of pick the crystals you want. And then I have two different bottles. And whenever I feel like I need inner peace, I take that bottle. Whenever I feel like uh, sunny mornings, I take the other one. And that kind of almost gives an intention to drinking water. Oh my gosh, I love that. Can you just buy those online or are they like in specialty stores? Um, you can buy them online okay. almost all over the world, I believe. Okay. And sometimes in in stores too, but not like regular stores, right. like stores where you can buy crystals and like spiritual stores. Okay, awesome. That is so cool. Um, and I think it's really cool that you can have those different intentions. And it's all about making this fun. And I feel like that makes water drinking fun. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. And you can always, especially towards summer, you can add so many yummy berries or kiwi and uh, strawberries to your water and give it kind of a little bit of flavor yeah. or cucumber or lemons and, and just play with it a little bit. See, so fun. It doesn't have to be like this daunting chore. No, not at all. It's so fun. And once you start drinking more, you get addicted to it. Like you said <laughs> earlier, I am the exact same way. Whenever I leave the house without water, I'm like, I need my water. Yeah, it's so funny that like, it's just, to me, it's delicious now. Obviously, not all tap water is. I can't drink the tap water in my house. And I'm not even like a picky tap water person. But mm -hmm. I mean, like, like, filtered good water I'm like this is what I want right now <laughs> this is so much better than anything else okay so one of the things that I really admire about you is your c commitment to living a sustainable lifestyle so yes there's the beauty and the holistic health piece but that's kind of like the internal side of things or like yourself and how you've made a commitment you know to the earth and not just to yourself by like taking care of the earth and being really careful about the products you buy, the um, clothes you wear, all of that. So since we're talking about water, tell us about the difference between glass bottles, plastic bottles, the things that we use every day. Yeah, so once I started using my glass bottle, I just noticed how my waste was reduced dramatically. And um, I'm from Switzerland, and obviously our tap water here is really good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so that's that makes things very easy. So I can just always fill my water bottle wherever. Um, but even I was in Canada last year and they had at the airport, they had this water bottle filling station, awesome. which was really fun. So you can just put your water bottle there and fill it. And sometimes they have like the drinking fountains too. So whenever, even when I travel, I bring my glass bottle because I like to drink from a glass bottle and not from plastic. Mm -hmm. Um, plastic is a huge problem in the world and even though it can be recycled it's just growing the problem is growing uncontrollably um I think I was in Bali last year and read something like they they get 30 million plastic bottles every single month <gasps> that they don't know what to do and that's just like Bali is a so small much. island yeah, so we have no idea how how we're polluting the planet with so much plastic. So I do feel that, you know, I'm not changing the world with like politics and um, big things that change things for our environment. But I do feel that every single person is responsible for the footprint that we leave on this planet. And with every sing single little action that you can take you're making a difference absolutely and honestly I feel like things will be more productive in terms of you know like the environment and all that if everyone just takes that responsibility I know I could do a better job but rather than waiting for like laws to change and like we don't have to wait for that if we just take responsibility of our own footprint yeah I agree and that's again like stepping into 
the owner of your life and not being a victim of our society. Totally. So when you work with your clients, do you do anything about like helping them, you know, with their footprint and all that? Or is that something that you're just personally passionate about and you're committed to doing that for yourself? Um, it really depends on the client and what kind of, you know, thing they want to work on. But what we, what I definitely talk about with all of them is skincare products. So where do the products come from? Like, is it a product that was designed in the US and then produced in China and then shipped around the world to come here? Or is it something that is produced like locally and, um, there is a lot of plastic in that industry too, but there are also some brands that are starting to use like glass bottles that you can send back um, after you finish the product, etc. So yeah, that's something I talk about. And then also food is a big topic too, because I truly believe that everything that is packaged or comes in, in, in a, in a yeah, packaged or um, mm -hmm. plastic is definitely not its most original form of food usually right. um, unless it's like organic organic salad but that can still be in plastic and I pref I would prefer to get food that doesn't even need packaging you know mm -hmm. so go to the farmer's market and buy your food there and bring your own bag to the supermarket and don't get like 20 different plastic <laughs> bags to bring your food home and so those are the little things that that I do talk about and I have an online course called Glow School where um, in every single module we touch on sustainability mm -hmm. for that specific area so like skincare we talk about sustainability for skincare um, food about the food and then clothing about how clothing is produced and etc so it is a big part of what I believe in because I feel that in order to live a glowing life you cannot just take advantage of the environment and of everything that is out there you need to kind of be responsible and give some something back to absolutely and when you mentioned the um like going to the farmer's market and not eating packaged foods I thought, oh my gosh, I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> and I feel like you're the perfect person to say that to because you like, you know how to answer that. So what would you say to someone who's like, I don't have time? Yeah, I hear that a lot. So there's a few options to that. And one of the things I just changed is that I hi I'm hiring someone to get my grocery at least um, twice a week. So I don't have to go myself and I have someone do that for me. And I just tell her all the things I want, all the brands and like the quality I want, obviously everything organic. Um, so that's one option. I know there's a lot of delivery options too, where you can have like a, a weekly fresh vegetable and fruit uh, basket delivered yeah. to your home or something like that. So there are so many options for delivery, which doesn't take you time. Mm -hmm. What about if someone says, okay, great, I found like in the United States, like Instacart does this. So what if they're like, okay, great, I found it, but it's so expensive. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to mention is that everything is energy. So, you know, what you do is energy, how you feel is energy, the people around your energy and the food you eat is energy too so if you eat packaged um processed dead foods that's not going to give you lively and glowing energy but if you eat fresh food that comes straight from the mark the market or from even straight from the farmer that has a very lively and fresh energy and that's how you're going to fill your body so if you fill your body with dead foods and processed um crap if I say that way um, you're going to feel like crap and tired and exhausted and kind of dead but if you if you fuel your body with living foods and with a lot of fresh vegetables that you know grew maybe on the farm a few miles away that's going to give you a completely different energy in your body and that's going to make a difference in how you feel throughout the day 
And that's why like if someone says they don't have time, it's not their priority. Mm-hmm. You can you always need to have time to buy yeah. food, you know. Um and you will notice the difference in how you feel once you start changing what you eat. Awesome. I love that. So where do you think kind of the world is going in terms of both, um, you know, eating whole foods and not packaged foods as well as sustainability? Do you feel like even like the bigger companies are shifting towards that or it's still kind of not really there? Um, I don't think we're really there, but I do believe that there is a huge trend towards organic food and health food stores. So this is definitely an area that is growing and that is very important. Um, The other thing is uh, even when I talk about like organic food, even organic food can be super processed. You can still eat pasta and like pre pre pre-cooked tortellinis or something that are all organic but it's still processed so just going organic with everything I mean chocolate for example is a good example too you can have organic chocolate which is great but it's still organic you know it's still chocolate it's still full of sugar so that doesn't mean that it's necessarily healthier um I will it is healthier but it's still the sugar I mean so um when even when you switch from like non-organic to organic it's not enough to just do that you need to really look at what exactly you're putting in your body because every there's so much processed stuff out there well even if you think of like gluten-free like it doesn't mean you can eat more pasta just because it's (laughs) gluten-free you know like and I think that's a, a really common misconception I remember in college um I had a friend who loved pasta and she switched to gluten-free pasta and like started eating double of it because she just thought it was like okay so so maybe touch on kind of like the misconceptions around gluten-free because I feel like it's so trendy now to the point you go to the grocery store and everything is gluten-free and people assume that means healthy even though it that's that's not the case necessarily yeah and I think it's with everything it's not just with gluten-free I see the same for vegan for example people think oh now I'm vegan or I'm gonna gonna eat more vegan but then they eat vegan sausages which is like super processed (laughs) or um you know so these terms don't necessarily mean that they're healthy gluten-free um can be very good for some people but not everybody is gluten intolerant so it all boils down to how you feel after you eat it and really tuning into your body and understanding what your body is telling you so I don't believe that there is a perfect diet for everybody I really think you need to find out what kinds of foods work Mm -hmm. for you yeah so I haven't really been eating pasta in like maybe the last six months Mainly, I don't crave it anymore, but I had the other day um, some gluten-free spaghetti, and my stomach hurt so bad after that, and I was just like, okay, like, I'm good. I'm not, there's a reason I'm not craving pasta, and it doesn't matter if it's gluten-free or not. I'm not gluten intolerant, so it really, it doesn't matter if it's gluten-free or not. All I know is I didn't feel great after, so I'm going to, like, you know, kind of honor my cravings. And it's like, if I'm not craving it, that means my body doesn't need it right now. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly how you find what works for you. So if it doesn't feel good, you don't eat it. And in the end, like all of these trends are also, in the end, it's still a business. Like these companies produce products that are gluten-free, everything that's gluten-free, people buy it more, so they make more money. So like there is, Oh, sometimes there's things there are things in the supermarket that say I'm just thinking what it is something ridiculous like a coconut and it says yeah for example coconut water and it says it's vegan and I'm like well how should coconut water not be vegan you know so it's yeah it's so much about the marketing too so that's even you know that even 
makes farmers markets more attractive yeah. because you just you know you buy vegetables and you see the vegetables and and that's exactly. it i mean if you deep dive into the world of food marketing it's kind of scary like what they're able to get yeah. away with on a packaging i remember in uh one of my advertising classes we were learning about that in college and i was just like wait you can do that so but yeah so it's interesting and what it comes down to really is just like knowledge and learning and being aware it doesn't mean like necessarily you don't have to like study anything but just like you know sometimes it's just a google search away I agree it's all about being conscious and being aware of what's going on so there's a lot of um, food documentaries you can watch too and as you said the marketing is so crazy like sometimes I think um, when it says natural flavors it's actually artificial flavors or it used to be artificial flavors and they just change it to natural flavors so you think it's natural which is really not because there's no real definition or control of what that is so um yeah that's why like another reason why unprocessed food is the best because there is you know there's nothing in it well and so on that note of the natural flavors or artificial so I just recently learned that in the skincare makeup world that kind of version of that is fragrance so if something says fragrance like there's like 80 different things that could count as fragrance but they're only legally required to just say fragrance and so someone was saying to avoid anything that has fragrance in it yeah, so beauty the beauty industry is probably the biggest market after the food industry. And so much money is on that market. Um, and yeah, same thing is happening there, exactly. So that's why I feel when you choose products um, that are transparent and where you know, you know how the product is produced and where it's from, etc., that is so much better than just buying a random product that you don't even know what's inside yeah. of it. So what's your best advice for that? So like, let's say, and honestly, I'll just use myself as an example, because this is something that I've been telling myself to do this year. And that's to replace my beauty products with clean beauty products. Um, and I have to say, like, it hasn't been easy. Parts of it have, parts of it haven't. Um, the skincare I feel has been easier than the makeup just because with makeup, I find it hard to buy online sometimes, especially with my foundation, because, you know, I don't want to like have to like try it and not work, send it back, that whole thing. But with skincare, obviously like there's no color involved. So my first question would be, how much do you have to research in order to know that your product is not just clean, but also, like you said, it did it wasn't designed in the United States, and then it was made in China, and then all this. So what's the best way to kind of know that? Are there certain brands that you just know to stick to? Are there websites where you can figure this out? Um, so I think it's about the awareness mm-hmm. again. So just Google Mm -hmm. the brand and see what they have on their website and see if they show you the process of making the products. They, you know, if they grow their own, if they're, if they grow their own um, ingredients like herbs or something, then they probably have photos of their plantations or their um, yeah, their manufacturing and stuff. So you can find out a lot on their websites and normally when there is when i can't find out enough information for me to to feel good about it then i don't buy it so i really listen to my intuition too and i really want to say and this is important for food too there is no perfect you cannot if you try to live the perfect sustainable life you have to go live in the forest in a hut and grow your own food and like never buy clothing again <laughs> and um which is impossible so like there is no perfect way to yeah and to pick your brands and to pick your makeup you just have to feel good about it it has to be okay for you so if it feels good on your skin if you can um 
resonate with the company, if you feel that they're honest and transparent. I think that is the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, and I think you're right because so when I first started to transition to a lot of these products, especially with skincare, um, there was some makeup that I have that like I just hadn't found a replacement for that I liked yet. And at first I felt guilty because I was like, am I being a hypocrite for saying that like I want to start using better products, but I'm still using like my normal foundation I've been using since I was 16 and then I realized you know what I'm taking steps and it doesn't have to be like this overnight transformation exactly yeah you're just doing your best every single day and until you get to the point where you feel good about it yeah I love that it's be patient and gracious with yourself I think that's the biggest reminder yeah so it kind of backtracked to uh, your business and your career. So you went and studied holistic health. And then what happened from there? Did you do the retreats first? Did you work with the one on one clients first? What came next? Um, I would say, I think one on one clients. Yeah, I already started working with one on one clients when I was still in the training. Um, and then from there, I developed my first group course about a year ago, where I wanted to be able to reach more people at a lower price and to be able to create this group environment or group experience, where people can support each other as well and like have discussions about sustainability or about the skin or about food or about meditation. So I wanted to start creating that community of women who believe in the same things and who are open to learn more about how the universe works and how we create our dream lifestyles and all of that, which has been a very powerful experience. And yeah, from there, I started my first retreat experience. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about the last retreat that you did. Yeah, so I got home about three weeks ago from Thailand. I had my first retreat there. It was called the Glow Camp. So all of my retreats are called the same, actually. So it's a it's a camp where you learn how to glow. I basically. Love <laughs> Just kidding. Well, it's so, true. Yeah. Um, Every, I mean, I saw yeah, the pictures. Everyone of. left glowing. Yeah, that's true. And some of them still are glowing. I think all of them. So um, we had this private luxury villa at our private beach in Koh Samui, an island in Thailand. Um, where we had our private pool, we had um, amazing rooms, everybody had their own bathroom and even bathtub that was like overlooking a private garden. Um, and we had some beautiful days together with meditations and rituals in the morning, healthy breakfasts, um, all vegan breakfasts by prepared by our personal chef. Um, and then dived into the workshops where we talked about letting go of the past, like past traumatic experiences, forgiving all, all the people that come to mind that we still feel anger or resentment towards. Um, we worked a lot on being present in the moment and like being grateful for all the things we have right now, even though we are not yet where we dream to be. And we also tapped into the future a little bit and started creating our dream lifestyles um, and taking steps towards manifesting those those dreams and we had a yoga teacher yeah we had a yoga teacher who came a few times we did um, qigong with her too which is a practice that um, is very connected to the energy of the nature which was really beautiful um, and we had some time for one-on-one -on -one and some time, yeah, every night we had a bonfire at the beach where the girls could just chill. And I think one day they even made some marshmallows and yeah, just had great conversations and such transformational experiences. Lots of tears too, yeah. <laughs> I have to say, which is also very right. relieving yeah. too. And then the next retreat coming up is Bali, right? Yes, which I am so excited about. Yes, it's, uh, it's 
at the end of July and I found an amazing villa too. So I really like minimalist style for my villas too. So like very clean, a lot of wood, wood is very grounding and a beautiful garden and we have a private pool too. And I'm just so excited to get together with women in person again, like especially after working for a few years um, with women online a lot. So I really noticed that the being together and like being able to give each other a hug and, you know, support when someone is crying and just be there for each other and be like a non-judgmental person for everyone to just support and share the love is so powerful. I even get, I'm getting goosebumps as I'm talking about this right now. I've been wanting to go on a retreat for so long and there's always been like this part of me that's like scared or nervous to like make the commitment and I'm sure I'm not alone. So what would you kind of say for the person who's like, I know I need this, but I'm like scared or nervous, all that. Yeah, I mean, it's normal that you're scared if you're doing something you've never done before, because every time you're leaving your comfort zone, your subconscious mind is going to want to to stay where you are. So every time you're doing something new, like going on a retreat that you've never done before, it's going to try to keep you stuck where you are right now. So that's why the fears come up. So if... The what I would say is like if you don't want if you want to stay where you are right now you don't need a retreat but if you want to change and transform into a different person and become this glowing new version of yourself then you need to do something uncomfortable and I I'm sure that every single one of these women were scared and some of them were even like so anxious about flying and almost not coming because of the fear of traveling. So um, I have traveled to over 37 countries and I have so much experience with all of that. And I know that I can help anyone, you know, talk over these fears and like understand where the fears come from. And I've seen so many different cultures and it's just the most amazing thing you can do to get into a different country and experience a different culture. It's so eye-opening. It's so grounding. And it's just worth it so much. Absolutely, I'm a huge believer that like one of the most fulfilling things you can do is like is do that, like go travel and experience other cultures. And it's I mean, part of it's that like I've literally been doing that since I was six months old going to Spain every year. But at the same time, I can't imagine my life without that. And I can't imagine a desire to not experience that. And, you know, like, I try very hard not to be judgmental about things. But I live in Kansas City, which isn't necessarily the most, I don't know, the word, like, outgoing, adventurous city in the world. And when I meet someone who's like, I have no desire to even leave the United States, like even if it were to go to like Canada or Mexico, which is so easy. I'm just like, what? Like, no desire. It's not that you're scared or anything like that. Like, just no desire. And you'd be surprised how many people are like, nah, I'm good. And there probably is fear that kind of like, came from there or maybe their parents were scared and taught them that so it's not their fault but at the same time I feel like that's just a huge part of living in the world like not just in your city and that there's so much that you can learn by I mean I love traveling by myself because I just kind of wander around the city and like see where that takes me and you really learn a lot about yourself when you travel by yourself too I think Oh, yeah, you learn so much about yourself. <laughs> it's incredible. When you spend time with yourself and with strangers, it's it's so magical. You just get to know who you really are. And I have to say, before I went on my first retreat, I was freaking scared. I was The few days before I left, I had like a major freak out and I was crying for like two hours, scared of what if the other women don't like me and what if... I don't get anything out of that. Like, 
it's so normal to have those fears. And even I have those fears, you know, so it's, it's so normal, but it's about overcoming those fears because you have the desire to change something or to experience something or to get to know yourself better or to leave your comfort zone and live your dream life or to heal some past wounds, like whatever the desire, whatever, um, the reason is you want to go on the retreat is going to, it's just going to exceed your expectations mm -hmm. without a doubt. So one more thing with this that just came to mind is when you're talking about healing yourself and this has kind of shown up for my clients recently and that they feel like I have too much stuff to heal like there's just too much it would take like a decade to heal and so you know they just like don't really even try because they just think that they have so much baggage and so much damage that like they couldn't like it would take forever so what would you say about that um yeah like everybody has wounds everybody has gone through situations that hurt or that are traumatic and you have to start somewhere and usually when you once you get to the root cause and truly understand where all the pain is coming from you will see that it's all related to that so i can give you an example of me i was bullied when i was a little girl in primary school and i i wasn't aware of that block until like a year and a half ago where i had to really heal all of that um, I mean, I knew I was bullied in the past, but I, I wasn't aware of the fact that that was actually blocking me in my business, in my relationships, in everything. So I started healing that. And what happened over the course of my life, it was not only that I was bullied in primary school, like I've always had a hard time finding girlfriends and I never really had that very best girlfriend. Um, I had a really hard time with guys too like one after the other was just cheating on me and I was never good enough for them um just as I was not good enough as a child for the other children in the school so I always had this feeling of not being good enough and I kept telling myself whenever a relationship failed for example I'd be like oh well just another proof that I'm not good enough and it manifested in my career too where I was really working so hard and I didn't get the position I wanted to because I I was still stuck in that subconscious belief that I wasn't good enough and I was just like oh well I was probably not good enough for that and that just kept manifesting over and over in so many situations until I actually realized that that was just blocking me and that's it was the reason why I didn't have a best girlfriend because I never trusted anyone. And that was rooted in my story from when I was a little girl. So I feel like all the trauma is usually connected with that one event or like one happening from an early childhood experience right. yeah. that can totally be healed. I want to say that too, like whatever you've gone through, um, everything can be healed. You need to just yeah. want to, like, you need to get from that victim mindset again into the victor yeah. and into the owner of your life and be like, okay, I don't want to deal with that any longer. I'm ready for a yeah, glowing life. And I think that's so true and so important. And I think, like, for myself, I'm seeing how. So I've spent the past probably a year like really focusing on this healing piece I think I've always kind of like dabbled into trying to you know like journal things out and forgive and all that but this year I'm really taking more action in that and I think that's really shown itself um this past month especially you know going through a breakup and that the last time I went through a breakup for seven days, literally, I laid in bed, I didn't eat, I just was in total victim mentality, like, why me? Like, so unproductive, and this time around, and now this is after a three-month, or sorry, three-year relationship, as opposed to that other one was a year, 
And for this three-year one, like, I was totally blindsided. I didn't know it was coming. Yet, I was like, yes, this is hard. Yes, this is shitty. But I'm not going to, like, stop my life because this is happening. And instead, I'm going to be excited for what's next. And that's not to say that, like, I'm all... Since it happened, I'm like, eh, let's hit next. Like, yes, I still cry. But, like, it's a different kind of cry of than, like, sobbing, like, what, like, what's wrong with me? And so I think... Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I was going to say, I just mm-hmm. think, like, you just never know, like, how healing one thing is going to affect all the other things. Yeah. That's where the holistic part comes in. It's just all so interconnected where whatever you heal is going to affect other areas. However you eat is going to affect other areas. Like if you eat better, you sleep better. When you sleep better, you're a better person. When you heal your wounds, you are more confident. When you're more confident, you attract different kinds of people and opportunities. So it's like everything is so connected. And that's why all of these little things are important You don't need to be perfect in all of that, but you need to be willing to be aware of what's going on and be willing to change whatever you can change. So what's coming up for you in 2018? What are you up to? What are you creating? What can we expect from you? This is a very exciting year. I am planning my next retreat in Bali, which we already talked about. So that's a big thing. And then I'm also going to celebrate my birthday in Bali. My birthday was <laughs> my birthday was in February. I turned 30. Um, but since I have a lot of good friends or my best friends um, who live all over the world, and they didn't want to come to Switzerland in February, which is not the most exciting month. Um, I decided why not do this somewhere more exotic. So I'm going to do that after my Bali retreat and have some friends and my family fly over for that, which is really exciting. Um, And then I plan another retreat in Greece in October. And I'm also just starting a mastermind next month, which is like an eight month um, experience with women and It's not like the online course only, but it's also not just retreat only. So it's like a combination of both. So we get to get, we get together in Zurich. We get together in a different place. Um, We have conversations online and then people can meet, you know, without me too. So like, it's that beginning of a new community that I want to create and be able to support people on a longer Mm -hmm. period of time. And That is something that I'm really excited about to combine the work that I do with longer support and in-person work, which is so powerful. Okay, so there's two questions that I ask all my guests when we wrap up. So the first one is, what is your favorite lifestyle tip? My favorite lifestyle tip is to... I don't know, this is a hard one. I would probably say to sleep enough. It's so ridiculous, but whenever I sleep enough, I just feel so good. When I wake up naturally with the sun, the feeling you get and when you look in the mirror and you just prepare your breakfast, I think sleep is the most important thing. It's so true. It's so underrated. I think we're so used to like saying, oh, uh, I'm so busy. I barely slept or like, it's like just kind of like in our language where we just kind of like assume that like sleep is this luxury that we'll never have again but there's I mean it's possible like I mean Ariana Huffington wrote the entire book about sleep and if she doesn't have a busier schedule than you then I mean wow but but that's the thing like if she can prioritize sleep in the way that she has then I think most of us can do the same yeah, it's funny how some people, every time you ask them, how are you? They're like, oh, I'm so tired, like every single time. <laughs> and if you are, if any of the listeners is like resonates with that, there's probably something you need to change about because you, I don't think it makes sense to live your life being tired every single day. You're totally, kind of missing out on totally. something. 
Okay, and then what was your morning routine today? So I woke up. I did some oil pulling. Yeah, I, I used to do that all the time, and then I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, oil pulling is really good um, to kind of get the bacteria out of your mouth before you brush your teeth. And then I had a breakfast, so I made a green smoothie, which is my favorite. And then I did a, kind of want to say like five minute meditation. I don't know exactly how long, but it's I meditate usually less than 10 minutes. And sometimes I hold some crystals in my hands. And usually after the meditation, I either sage or use Palo Santo to clear the energy. And even I do it like over my phone and over the lap, the laptop or my iMac to just clear out any ener negative energy before yes, I start working. I love that. So important to like clear that negative yeah. energy before you kind of like really dive into your day. So it's not like kind of carrying through. Yeah. So I love that. Well, thank you so much, Martina. I'm so excited. Where can people find you? Where they where can they learn more about you and what they what you do? And you know, if they're like feeling just so inspired by this right now and they're like, okay, I'm ready to take action, where can they start? Yeah, so you can find me on martinafink.com and on Instagram at martinaglows. And I do daily Instagram stories. I absolutely love that. <laughs> so you can kind of learn more about my lifestyle there. <clears throat> and I have, so right when you go to my website, there is a free download, The Morning Ritual, which is like a morning audio that you can listen to. And I also have a free meditation that we can link below. Um, it's a chakra meditation. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Martina. Again, this was so much fun. It flew by. I just looked at the time and I was like, oh, <laughs> I feel like we could do like a five hour long podcast. <laughs> but again, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Monica, for having me. I just, I feel so honored to be here. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free tips and trainings, head over to monicawoodhams.com slash podcast. You'll be able to learn more about this week's guest and how to connect with her as well. Talk soon, y'all.